Porn Stars People Podcast. I'm Dan Frigolette. I'm here with Sarah Luna. Thank you so much. Did I say, did I fuck it up? No. Oh. Say, I, did, you're fine. Sailor Luna. Sailor. I said it as one. I said it as one. Sailor Luna. Sailor Luna. Uh, it's probably just your It's been a long week. It's been a long week. I'm here with Sailor <laughs> Luna. Uh, episode of Ports. There's a people podcast. Thank you for meeting me. Thank you. Uh, have you been to AVN before? What is your What is your AVN background? Actually, this is my first year at AVN. Very cool. Mine as well. Exciting. Uh-huh. I honestly didn't think that I was going to come, so I didn't make any sort of arrangements to sign at any booths. Right. Um, but I ended up working at the Inked Angels booth. Oh, very cool. I love as, them. They're great. As an assistant. Yeah, they're like a PR company. They're fantastic. They seriously got me in, seriously hooked me up yeah. and helped me out, and I... Um, you know, I tried to help out as good as I can. I'll yeah. definitely have to text him and call him again and thank him for sure. the opportunity. You can do it right now. Because uh, it's Jason Jones. Thank you, Jason Jones, if Shout you ever out. see this. Shout out, JJ. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. Shout out, Jason mm-hmm. Jones. I have to separate my words. Um, just on this notion of, 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 the, of the inked angels, uh, who, is this, who is this on your arm? <sighs> this is a whole can of worms. Oh, shit. I mean, it's not a bad conversation. I've made, I've made, I've made it a policy to, to sort of not ask people about their tattoos because some people like it's so much. That's so emotional. But like this is, it's not emotional. Okay, technically me. it's emotional, yeah. but it's not. You can ask me. It's fine. Well, I just did. So, um, <laughs> I always had dogs and pets, but I've never had a French bulldog. No which shit. Is what okay. It's supposed to be, but basically, I was dating a guy well before I was into porn. Before I turned eighteen. Well before. Yes, and <laughs> I. Uh, like my it sounds very lame don't laugh at me um i'm not nearly as mushy anymore um but his my nickname for him was puppy okay so i I went and i was like i want a tattoo of a puppy and this is this is how it ended up but honestly i don't like it like if you feel it you can touch it it's fine you can feel it. Okay. He went so deep right. that you can feel it. And right. so now I'm like, don't know what to do with it. If I should just try to cover it up completely I don't, or. I, I, I don't find it unattractive. I think it's a, I mean, I don't know how to, I don't know how to, exp- well, I don't know how to say the thing. I think it's a very cute tattoo. Like, it's I don't know how to say the thing that I want to say without it, without you thinking that I'm saying a negative thing. No, it's okay. I don't like, say anymore. <laughs> I like, I like it. I think it's cool. I know you have a thing it, with it. It works well because right now I'm really trying to brand myself and yeah. market myself as like um, a spinner yeah. or uh, like a teeny bopper type. Interesting, yeah. Because I'm only 20 still. Yeah. So I'm still so young and I so still look young. So then why do you, how do you think the tattoo plays out? That it's sort of like an intro tattoo? It, even though I have a tattoo and usually they don't like that for the whole spinner, teeny yeah. bopper vibe. It's like an adorable tattoo. Right. And it's like, yeah, it's this idea that like, I didn't tell mommy. I got my and it's and like, I, and oh, I went yet. in for my first tattoo and I got a doggy on my arm. I got a doggy, I got a puppy on my arm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so, so it plays. It plays. Mm-hmm. It plays. But so so how do you feel about the human who it initially represented? Um, You know, his name was Ben. Um, I know he, like, follows my stuff, I think, and checks me out and stuff. Yeah. I haven't talked to him in a while. So maybe he'll see this or I'll tell him I talked about yeah, it. Yeah, 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 sure. Whatever. We're not on bad terms, but he, um, just to sum it up, like, he's just got some bad, um, 
addiction sure. problems. But, but so. the point is, the, seeing the thing doesn't. You know, you don't hate it based on who it is. Oh no, no, no! Okay, like, cool. I mean, I might have some like animosity towards Ben because yeah. of life, and his whatever, and happened. It's a relationship. It's, they don't end clean and all that. Right. Um. But at the same time, it's kind of like when I got it, I told myself, you know, this is, this is who I am right now. Yeah. And maybe in five years, that's not who I am anymore. But yeah. all it is is a reminder and a symbol. But you can't of get to yeah. You can't get to that next spot without this. You, exactly. You can't get to the next step and become who it is you've always m- been meant to be. Without you can't. You that can't forget pass. who you were and where yeah. you come. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you come from. So, exactly. Yeah. You understand. Yeah. Well, let, yeah. N- let's not even, yeah, let's not try to, to talk about bumper sticker phrases. Just you, it, uh, having a dirty past, having a messy past makes you a better uh, future. It's just kind of the way it goes. And I'm not saying your your past is dirty or messy, but all of ours are because we do, th- we ch- make a change and we do something different than what we were and it, and it represents somebody who we aren't anymore. So in a sense, all of it is sort of like a dirty past because it's, it, it gets us to the cleaner version of us. Exactly. And I don't have, um, I don't have any shame yeah. and, um, um, for, I mean, I'm ashamed when I should feel properly ashamed, but I'm not ashamed of who I was and the mistakes that I made. And I'm, I'm not afraid I should, I mean, I should probably be more reserved, but I, I really, I tell people all the time, I'm an open book. And if you're genuinely asking me about something or wanting to know about something and it's, I can know it's coming from a good place, then yeah, yeah, I'd be more than happy to share that with most people because it's a learning experience and, um, if I can help somebody, yeah, um, maybe skip a few of the hardships that I had to go through. Sure. Then overall, I've done this a good job. This thing called life, and I would contend that they need they need to have the hardship so that they can that they can grow as a person. But let me ask you this: let's uh, let's we'll skip ahead. What uh, while you've been here, what are you, what kind of things do you need to to keep in your life to like maintain a level of uh, balance and sanity? Like, and it can be you know anything from <laughs> from yoga to 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 not eating uh, you know something with a face to you know to, to literally um, drinking coffee at three p.m. You know, like whatever. What are your things? No, absolutely. Um, I definitely am insane. <laughs> okay. So, so okay. Um, I do a lot of things to keep sane. Yeah. Um, definitely yoga is one of them. Um, I sleep frequently. Sleep is very important, especially for looking good. I have acne, poor skin. So so what do you, how many hours do you, do you feel that you need to maintain to, to be at your best? At least like six or seven hours a night. Yeah. But I can, I'm like a sloth. I can sleep like 10 hours or more if I really want to. Yeah, I don't know enough about sloths. (laughs) But I can sleep a lot. Yeah. I try to follow, um, actually, specifically an alkaline diet. Interesting. Okay, get into is, that. I don't know what that means. Which is more, um, I'm not very good at it. I'm kind of a glutton as well. But it's it's almost vegan because it's based around, like, um, vegetables and raw vegetables, produce, yeah. um, and uh, dark leafy greens, uh, you know, fruit, um the main part of an alkaline diet is you're supposed to avoid um, heavy dairy, so cheese and dairy, blah, 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 milk. So I do almond milk and things. Um, but then now I'm trying to avoid, there's a lot of arginine in nuts. So I'm kind of trying to avoid that because that's not good um, for 
yeah, that's not good for some things. Yeah. We don't have to get into that. Um, and um, stay away from nuts. What else was it? Dairy. Um, no dairy, no nuts. Eat veggies, eat fruits. What do I cut out? No, I don't do chocolate or caffeine anymore. Okay, interesting. Can't do that. Um, interesting. What else was it? I, I just try... I mostly just try to eat healthy. Oh, wait. I'm getting my diets kind of confused. Sure. I avoid a lot of things. Mostly yeah. the chocolate and the nuts. And I think avoidance like in a lot of ways is more important than, than the things that you do eat, right? So it's like if you can if you can identify nine things that are just not good for your body and that you that you've been putting in there and you can avoid those nine things and you, you, you sort of you become habitually better at finding things that are good for you. Exactly. I found so many great like alternatives and stuff. Another thing I stray away from is processed food. Sure. Uh, alkaline diet is the biggest thing. Don't eat processed yeah. stuff. So I don't yeah. eat a lot of junk food. Um, mm, um, or bleached flour. Right. And things like that. Right. Flour. Um, grains. And grains. Yeah. yeah. I do the whole wheat thing, but I think technically that might be against the diet. Well, yeah. It's well, interesting. It is interesting enough. Um, but it's like, you know, I think we all understand at this day and age that like you don't have to follow the thing to the exact T and what you get mm -hmm. out of out of like isolating a diet, a particular diet is that you that you start to understand I don't know, again, the things to avoid and and how to be healthier cuz we just have to build these habits over time. And so eventually those those all stack up to to Thank creating you. like better life options and so on. Exactly. Um, I'm trying to get in the habit of, you know, exercising, yoga, yeah. eating right, taking care of myself and yeah. sleeping, moisturizing, drinking water. Yeah. Drink always water. Especially in Vegas. Oh my god. Especially fuck. if you're gonna stay in Vegas. Look at my look at my knuckles. Look at my nose. They're so dry. Yeah, Your nose understand. honestly well, doesn't look you, bad. But you told me you were like whipping on people, so that's no. all <laughs> I actually I've never so all put all. my hands on anybody <laughs> in a very long time. But um, it's just cracking because it's so yeah, dry. I was so I decided that that it was part of the experience being here to, to see what the, the what the bus setup was like and I actually got a couple of fun stories from being on the bus but <laughs> when I swap buses in between I'm getting wailed with wind and so my nose and my lips and, and my cheeks have become sort of uh, really really beat up mm -hmm. um, and I'm trying to figure out I've been like put, literally putting chapstick on my nose because I don't know what else to put on here Oh, you got you got that shit. Are oh, you gonna show me? She's about to about to let me know. Is Apparently, they have a product. Apparently, they have a product in Las Vegas that like is for your nostrils. Like that's oh, how much of a problem. Yeah, that's how much of a problem it actually mm -hmm. is. People are getting like nosebleeds. You can't put see. it that in your nose, but that's I put on my skin at night. No and I use oil. it as a primer because I'm very dry now. So I ask you, how do you keep saying and you're not telling me argan oil? But this is part of the pro. This is part of it. This is part of the process. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Argan oil, everything. And I don't know. I don't know enough about argan oil. Uh. It's non-comedogenic, so it won't clog your pores. Yeah. Which is great for my acne ass. Yeah. Um, it's a l super lightweight. Like, yeah, you put it on your skin, you're going to look a little shiny, but right. it's very lightweight. It's not like ugh, gunky, gross. Right, like and you're not, you're not carrying it around oil. with you and touching people, and it's like a problem. Right. It's not bad. I mean, if you really rub it in and like you sleep with it on, you yeah. wake up the next day and your skin honestly You're looks really good. You're a new, you rejuvenated person. That's rejuvenating even, organic from, from Morocco. Very cool. Well, that's cool. Well, yeah. I mean, it, that that goes with, that goes along with the process. You don't want to you don't want to put anything processed in, around, onto, within your body. Exactly. All the things. I'm very sensitive. So it's cool. So I'm gonna check out the argan oil. I'll try to get my fucking nostrils back. Yeah, I mean, um, you can put some on after this interview. Hell yeah, I will. We'll get it on. We'll get it on there for the YouTube content. 
Uh, what else? The uh, yeah, drinking the water, staying hydrated. Honestly, like I, I, f- I found this year especially that that taking the time to go. Look, I just woke up. My body's been asleep for eight, nine hours. I need to just drink a couple glasses of water so that my body will start being a body again. And and that has made a difference, a big difference in my life. Let me tell you about water. People really get it kind of mixed up because they'd be like, drink a gallon a day, water, water, water. Right. But you can't overdo it on the water. Sure. You do not, most people do not need a gallon of water sure. a day. Like if you, and then also you get up too, you wake up and you're like, I'll drink my glass of water before my breakfast. You can't chug the water. Cause right. I've done that too. And I just, and I'm like, right. And then you just pee, my tummy and then hurts. You, and then you just pee it out. Right. Well, that is great. Urinating is like super healthy for yeah. you, especially in porn, especially when I'm doing a boy girl, I will like shower off and pee like. Maybe not shower off, but I'll pee like multiple times right. all the time. I'm always peeing. That's why school is a horrible joke because literally they will not let you go to the bathroom. Like oh, it was a huge thing when I was in school. Oh. Like, and it's like it's so frustrating me to think like, look, we're supposed to drink all this water and be healthy. But you're in school and you have about six minutes to get from class to right. class. Same thing with college, too. You got to get to your class, get your books, go to your locker. Like, there's no, no time to pee. No, no I, sick. I, well, I have the opposite opinion. I, I, I program myself to be able to pee uh, at any given, like, like interval, right? So, like, I, so I know at school, so I just speed up the pace. So oh, then I would schedule. go and I'd pee. I would pee between every class just so I didn't have to deal with the problem. But what that's done is it, it is that's made my, my body very in tune and very much interested in peeing every hour for the rest of my life so That's you know it, so it become it, it it becomes a problem in the rare occasion you know I, i'm on the road a lot so it's like i'll be driving for hours and hours and i sort of have like a don't stop and pee every hour rule for the for driving like you, you yeah, go five hours tough. go do five hours you know yeah uh if, you know I, I i only need to empty my thing when i when i when my when my gas tank is empty but um, well, but I it's interesting. That we, yeah, we had the exact opposite experience. I was like, I was, I, I became a champion of being able to get to the bathroom, take a piss, <clears throat> and get to class. You know, I tell you too, um, having a schedule is good, but yeah. don't ever hold your pee. If you gotta go, just let it out. This is this is one of my favorite. This is one of my favorite uh, uh, side note lines in, uh, in, in "Liar, Liar." He's trying to excuse himself because oh, he couldn't figure out how to do the thing. And he uh, he concocts this information about um, how basically if he doesn't pee, it may eventually be impossible for him to get an erection. And then the judge is like, well, uh, I think we should all take a five minute break. Yeah, this is <laughs> a, a beautiful moment. I loved that movie. Well, growing up, I watched it a lot. Jim yeah, Carrey is yeah. one of my favorite actors. Yeah. So who are your who are your influences, I guess, in life? Like, who are your like spirit animals? Oh, my gosh. That's a tough one. I if you got to go with the spirit animal. I can't because I love. I'm very. I love animals. Can't yeah. decide on one. But but if, as a human, like animal. like people use this a lot. They're like Oprah's my spirit animal. Who like who are who are the people throughout there? Whether it's in your industry, whether it's outside <sighs> your industry, who are these people that you're like, when they're doing a thing, you're like, I might do that thing. I know what you're saying. Who um, are your Kim and Kanyes? Kim and Kanyes. Um. Hmm. I was. A big, I think music is really what influenced me to be 
who I really wanted to be. Interesting. Like I would listen to Lady Gaga. Yeah. Um, gosh, I'm the worst at naming. She's a hell of a spirit animal. She really she is. Really, she's a great. She's a she, spirit the, animal. The more I know about her, the more I uh, I become motivated by the things that she does and the way that she interacts. And also specifically, there are a lot of female rappers and singers sure. that just are like so inspiring. Honestly, Name I'm trying to think who are my favorites. Um, like Princess Nokia, Princess Nokia, um, uh, um, Cardi B, Abra. She's like UK. This is Cardi B's moment right now. Everybody's it's telling Cardi me. It's Cardi B's fucking life. Everybody's telling Everybody, me. Everybody, Cardi, Cardi B, B, everything, damn on it. A d- on like a daily basis. What is the Cardi B thing? Why are people obsessed with Cardi B? I, I have to know. Love her yeah. because well first i guess she started on like love and hip-hop right which is you know so she basically was already a celeb before she was even a rapper well no i think before that she was a stripper okay and i love okay. fucking strippers sure bro. i got sure. in trouble for kissing the strippers they're like yeah. no you'll get stuff i'll be like how am i not gonna kiss a stripper yeah interesting so um she was a stripper, and then um she's on love and hip-hop and then she was like i want to be a rapper this yeah. is what i've always wanted to do yeah so I'm not going to be on love and hip hop with all this drama and like reality TV type yeah. thing because I want people to see me as a musician. I'm going to be right. a musician. So she quits love and hip hop. No she's shit. Like, Fuck this. Um, and to, now she's pretty being. What's she's funny like is she quits world, love so. and hip hop to be in hip hop. Pretty much. It's just kind of, it's kind of hilarious. Well, love and hip hop is honestly very little about hip hop. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's one of, it's one of these sort of, uh, Reality predicated drama level show that I've never se- I've never seen the show because I I Pretty see sure the, I see the conversations that people have around the show and I'm not interested. In, <laughs> in, you know what this I mean? is a dumb conversation I'm eavesdropping on. Yeah, it's like it's like the the fact and the fact that that drama that is not even real drama that's made it to these people's lives now that they're making it a part of their life. It's just like it's this cyclical nothingness. You know what I mean? It's Pretty just much. it's just a whirlpool of nothing, and it so bothers me. But that's Pretty interesting. Much. Yeah, so many people are 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 like obsessed with Cardi B right now. So there's we'll, there's we'll more shout. underground rappers that I should mention. I can't like yeah. I can't think of it's uh, it's tough, right? Because it's like it's like when it's an underground thing, when it's a piece of information you have, sometimes it's just for you, and so you keep it you keep it inside, and then like you at the later. moment, yeah, the moment that you need it, you don't have it because you're like, no, 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 this is just this is my thing. This is what I do when I'm when I'm by myself in the bathroom. So yes, that's exactly. And yeah. I cannot. S- I'll tell you right now, my overall like s- uh, opinion on life and how I feel, like and my attitude and my um, not my personality. How do I put it? My feelings. Like I was much more happy when I listened to hip hop. And yeah. Rap. When yeah. I would, because I started listening to a lot of rock and metal and everything, and it's almost it's too an, it's emo. An angry, sometimes. It's an angry art form, which is interesting. A buddy mm-hmm. of mine, uh, who who uh, I don't know, he has, he, his his career as a comedian started sort of uh, in the in the MTV BET track of things, so R and B and hip hop and this sort of thing. So he he had the, he has this fun bit, uh, and this is years and years ago. But the idea was that like um, it's about how 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 white people don't have soul and they don't have like you know they don't have this this <laughs> This, this, this. So what happens is with like yeah. with like heavy metal, like where moshing came from, which is like, just like I love oh, moshing. Fuck, I can't dance, and it just became this yeah this yeah. angry thing. Um, I love and it's moshing. Def- and it's definitely yeah. it's definitely in that music though. Yeah, there's not it's a therapeutic. Um, yeah, there's no harmony to it though. But you're but no. you're saying you can't dance to it. Listening right. to rock and listening to these sort of harsher like uh, cutoffs of music affected your life, which is interesting. 
it kind of it affected my perspective, I think, sure, on life. Sure. I've been much happier since I've been listening to rap and yeah. hip-hop. Very yeah. motivating. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah, for sure. Well, yeah, it's a lot of it's a lot of bravado. It's a lot of what I can what I can do and not really talking about what I can't do. It's a lot about how don't look exactly. at me and act like I can't do this shit. I could do this shit. Exactly. That's the whole thing. That's yeah. That's all you yeah. got. That's all you do as a rapper. Is you go. You know what? I Cardi B. I can do this shit. And I'm number one. And then look she at did me. it. So yeah. that's funny. That is funny. No, you're not wrong. It is. It definitely. There's a reason why more people, uh, like from an entrance music standpoint, come out to to hip hop than probably any other genre. People are not coming out uh, unless it's sort of like a part of this larger character to like country music as a motivational, you know thing because you know as they say with country it's all about uh, losing your your wife your dog and your truck <laughs> so there's this there's this thing so that's cool Bud so Light. so very cool so we'll, yeah i'm sure i'm sure you'll you'll uh, you'll think of who your underground people are and we'll, we'll get that we'll get that in the social media aspect of this episode when we when we promote it but uh yeah seriously. so what else so i was at, i mean i was still asking you you didn't even finish uh all the things that you do to keep to like kind of maintain sanity i mean you talked about alkaline diet you talked about uh, yoga. I mean, what are the other things that that you that you create as habits to to make it so that you don't go fucking nuts on people? I also think that um, therapy is very effective and yeah. very important for mental health, um, especially seeing, outside of big pharma. Do you see somebody and right now talk I about don't, your problems. I don't have a therapist, but I have some lovely people in my life yeah. that I can kind of talk to, and um, they're they're there to to give me a healthy third party perspective. Yeah. Um, healthy's so healthy's healthy's inter- an interesting thing cuz sometimes that third party isn't exactly you if you get a bad therapist qualified. it can be no yeah, exactly. Yeah, but I'm saying, but you're saying like as a friend, like that your friends too. don't necessarily have your interests in mind. Sometimes no. Yeah. Sometimes no. That's why they have to be actually really good friends. Yeah, yeah. But sometimes, honestly, what it comes down to is different friends for different subjects. Sure, sure. When it comes to those things. Right. Like one friend totally gets this whole thing. Yeah. And they're going to give me some solid advice about relationships and blah, blah, blah. And then this other friend is more like, don't even talk to her about yeah. your boyfriend because she don't give a fuck. Right. <laughs> she's, trying to, she's trying to steal your man, girl. Or whatever it yeah. is. So right. I think that helps. Um, That's funny just talking and just got to let things out sometimes. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, the the uh, uh, consistent theme for the people that have been following the podcast is is my uh, heavy opinions on honesty, openness, and communication. And this is one of the reasons why uh, I'm gravitated to porn is, is, is the openness. And, and it really is like even, uh, you know, in fetish situations and in porn, in particular types of niches, you're having a conversation about sexuality that maybe isn't happening elsewhere in the world, and that's what that's what I'm drawn to about this industry. Is it is it, it is it's advancing the conversation, whether Absolutely. it be that the, the that this is the type of uh, situation that people can be involved in, that this is maybe a, a fetish that that exists, this is a desire that 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 is totally natural and that you should have. Um, so that's 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 sort of what I um, what I find brilliant about the entire adult industry is advancing that conversation. And I, yes, definitely, and when it comes to advancing knowledge and conversation, it is so, so, so important, especially important, because there still are some very unhealthy opinions and stigmas. Stigmas, for sure. um, That are hurting people, that people keep perpetuating. Yeah. Um, 
but I love that the adult industry creates this gateway for people to start talking and being open. Yeah. It's just you have to be smart and you can't just listen to one person or what one person says or what one article or website says. You yeah. need to really fact fact check your sure. sources. Yeah. Make sure that when you're reading statistics and numbers and everything that that's coming from a website that isn't knows what the fuck they're talking opinionated about. Right. you know you want it factual is. It's evidence now. it's very tough now and this is the thing i went to journalism school and, and and what i find especially lately is is the nature of clickbait and all these other um sort Hard of unaccredited things you're not getting real information and even something like the new york times uh is taking a stance and that wasn't the point of this though of journalism the point of journalism was to was to give you all the information and let the the objective person that's reading it unbiased make a decision right a completely unbiased right mm -hmm. just giving the information information and, and and shrink it down i'm working on a, a joke now this idea that that journalism and comedy are in constant opposition in journalism this is a triangle and so you give all the information at the top and then by the time you get to the bottom there's no more information as a comedian we give you a little information so we can give you this bread trail breadcrumb trail so that we can release all the big information at the bottom and can completely change your perspective and actually almost make you feel a certain way so it's yeah. this, it's this game it's this it's this uh you know the the fact that journalism and, and comedy are in opposition is interesting because comedy's entertainment and we've tried to take journalism and make it entertainment. Right, and it's not. You know who have you interviewed Nikki Knightley? I've not. I've not. You are fucking up. Well, for real. Well, listen, there's a lot there's a lot I can, of people I don't know that I her need that well. to interview and there's a lot of things that need to happen in this podcast, so. I don't know her that well, but I know my we have mutual I'm not friends avoiding her. and I Let can set you clear. no. <laughs> I can set you up with her because she is a Please. porn star comedian. Yeah. She's you know, and uh, Sylvia Sage, uh, same thing. Sylvia Sage is very funny. We I got a chance to interview her. And this is the other. This was the other perspective for me. And with the podcast was, I felt like there's a lot of similarities between comedy, industry wise, and porn industry wise. And and there's some reciprocalities. And there's some, and mainstream the comedy yeah. is becoming hypersexual. Yeah, well, there's that. It honestly, is is there's that. There's the size of the industry. There's the there's the gatekeepers that are involved. There's the fact that comedians and porn stars can basically. Uh, Cultivate their own um, fan base at this point and, and create their own content. There's a lot of things. So They're many similar things. industries. So many they really are. So many, so many things. But uh, but back, but back to where we were and and the, and the conversation and advancing things and and I mean, what what drew you to this industry? What's the what's the thing for you that that sort of um, clinches it? I usually don't explain it like this, but for me, what it an opportunity presented itself to do. I had done sex work type things before. Like I yeah. tried webcamming and being like a professional dominatrix and didn't find much success there. But ultimately once I um, started looking into the adult entertainment industry as a whole, I could, I could see the top yeah. of the industry. Inter interesting. I, I felt like I could see the top and the more I learned about it, the more, like and I'm still new. I'm maybe about a year in, yeah. over a year in now. Yeah. Um, it's been really slow going for me, fan base wise and other things. But I've been learning so 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 much, and I saw it as an opportunity to enter into an industry that I can see the top of, and I can actually get to the top. Yeah, you can you and can if, grasp it. Yeah, interesting. And if I can grasp the top of the um, adult entertainment industry, then what other things can I truly do? Right. Yeah. Um, and also I saw it as not to be negative, but an industry that's, we'll put it politely rapidly changing. Sure. And that gives way for opportunity for new people like me to weasel my way in there. Weasel. 
Yeah, and you know, my, not a lot of people might know me, but give it another year or two, yeah. and everybody will know me. Yeah, because um, I'm always watching. I'm seeing what's happening. How are people doing this now? Yeah, right yeah, now, yeah. biggest thing is ruining porn is free porn. Sure. Yes. Well, the, let's 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 take that moment. Let's take that moment that I take in a lot of the podcasts where I go, guys, pay for your porn. There's a this is a thing. A lot of us don't know this, and this is this is the ignorance of of the consumer. Is we think that because, especially in the society that we live in, that if we find porn and we uh, that somebody's being paid for it. But if you didn't pay for your porn in that in that actual instance chances are probably a hundred percent that the performer is not getting paid either. So pay for your porn. So sorry. Continue. Right. And so right now, what's really causing the entertainment industry to decline, even the most, I don't want to say too much, but even the most popular people at yeah. the pinnacle of yeah. porn yeah. are filing for bankruptcy. Right. And, and if, the, if the people at the top are all filing for bankruptcy, then... I mean that. Hey, there's that's been more of a wake up call for you to. You need to start doing things differently. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I and I really envy the people in this industry who have figured out how to how to self monetize and and how to be in control of their own content to the point their own where, images. where no one else can can take that from them. Uh, so that's yeah, that is that's definitely that's definitely a thing. I, and I like this. I like this idea that that sort of you, you're using this industry as a motivating factor for all of your aspects of life. I think that's I think that's pretty pretty smart and pretty brilliant. And it goes to speak. This is I mean, uh, as an outsider, I I looked to this industry and thought that it was. It's a it's a relatively small group of people. It honestly, it's getting bigger and bigger and bigger, though, which no, makes it sure, also for sure. more rap, very difficult. But I, this podcast is less than a year old, and I was able to to cultivate wow. uh, a relationship and and uh, and an invite uh, two years in a row to AVN. Last year I didn't make it because I, I the uh, I didn't have uh, the the timeline to to get down here. Uh, but you know the fact that I could be here uh, as an invited guest. Um, less than a year in you know it speaks to the same kind of thing where it's like uh looking at industry and, and finding my way through it navigating through it and and using the proper channels uh, allows you to 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 escalate the situation so i commend you for that uh being a year in so then i mean it sounds like you have a lot of um foresight on on what what you want to be involved in i guess what are your what are your short-term goals in this business what are your long-term goals in this business that's a good question. I think short term right now, I'm building up my own content. It's yeah. not the maybe the content that I'm exactly looking to produce, but I have it. Yeah. And right now, short term goal, I'm trying to find a new way to get content out there that people are digesting yeah. and paying for. You sure. have to you have to the thing also with adult is that most consumers in porn don't know what they want. You have yeah. to show them what they want. Interesting. Um, and you really have to, you have to make it extremely easy, um, for people to acquire or purchase and make it extremely right. digestible for both the lowest common denominator and also people who are looking for something, a, a porn that's maybe a little bit more cultivated. Yeah. So that's my short term goal. But just like I was saying with everything rapidly changing, there's always a new website, a new platform, a new something yeah. to get your stuff out there. And right now I'm just kind of feeling everything out and seeing how everything is going. Yeah. You, yeah. You're at an interesting uh, place in an interesting position where there's a lot of innovation in the industry and there's a lot of avenues that you could go into and there's the traditional routes and then there's the uh, the non-traditional routes and and you're kind of uh, 
you, you, you get to kind of stand at the top of the mountain and, and look around and see what are the things that are, that are working and maybe make a prediction on, on whether or not the, this, this particular thing that people are trying to invest their time and money into is actually going to pan out. So you, I think, you, I think you're, you're pretty keen and you're in, the, you're in the right spot and you're looking at it from the right uh, perspective. Mm-hmm. So, that's, so that's good. That's good to hear. And that, and that, uh, that, does, that does encourage uh, us listeners to, to think that, that you definitely will be somebody uh, that, that uh, will be bombarded with, uh, whether voluntarily or involuntarily in the future here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, well, so th- for now, how are, you, how are you finding your ability to control your content and, and monetize your content? Like where are you putting your, your things that, that you still have control over it? Right now, um, I'm holding on to um, probably the like the f- the full version sure. of most of my clips okay. that I have. Yeah. Um, however, I upload um, like trailers and things like that to yeah. X videos, and I have other um, um, longer um, videos on yeah. xvideos.com that get paid per view yeah and that way i like ad revenue share sure, because sure. of that aspect right. of of <laughs> i like um i like it because people are going to watch porn no matter what yeah but this way i can get my chunk of the change yeah by getting um that view so i'm really interested in ad revenue share and i suggest all entertainers looking to monetize their image and content to yeah. look more into ad share revenue and affiliate programs sure. with very popular companies. Popular companies shoot lots of new girls. And if it's something that you're new and you want to keep doing this, get in with those affiliate programs yeah. on the sites that you and have shot and for. You, yeah. And you have, and you have this, this sort of ability to, to absorb some of their hard work and their followings. Exactly. Uh, in, into your own thing and, you know, and, and get and, paid for it. And what you're giving up is, is, isn't as, you know, it's like you, it's, it becomes a percentage penny on the dollar situation, but you're still, you're still allowing yourself to, to, to get into that market and, and be start to become relevant there. So that's exactly an xvideos.com is one of the biggest um, tube sites yeah. uh, other than like Pornhub and right. stuff like that. Um, also, um, Snapchat. Yeah. Premium Snapchat. Yeah. This has taken off in the last year. So a year ago, oh, yeah. I, I came to this conference by watching people's Snapchats. Uh, and then exactly. within the last six months, uh, all of those fun Snapchats that uh, that I was watching that was free content. Everyone realized, I, well, I can I can have people pay for this. This is fun stuff. Then and, and they can pay for it and I can make a dirty version of it. And, this and, and so this has become a big market. And I and the same kind of thing. I commend that. I commend that notion. I, I in And in, in my head, I think it. It should be for big comedians, say, you know, like a Kevin Hart, like a Dave Chappelle, like these guys that like actually enjoy doing this types of content. I think there's a market for comedians to even monetize their private Snapchat for, you know, five bucks a month. And you sign on to Kevin Hart's Snapchat and have him watch his stories. I think there's something to that. I think there's something great about that. Interesting. Interesting. Um, Also, um, what I like about Snapchat and other platforms that I use, like OnlyFans.com and um, what was it, OnlyFans and Snapchat, or even um, SextPanther.com. Yeah, yep. love those um, guys. <clears throat> those are newer um, and interesting ways to monetize things. Uh, but 
what people don't realize is that when you're signing up for these websites, what you're really giving them that chunk of your profit for their platform yeah. is their traffic. Because sure. if you just make Absolutely. a premium Snapchat and start posting to your story and you don't... Who's going to... F- yeah, yeah you, nobody knows you exist. You need you need that traffic and yeah. that's why I really like the tube sites. You yeah. know, people are like, they're ruining my career, they're ruining my money, they're, you know, they're taking money out of my pocket. Yeah. But, fuck that, all right? We're smart enough that we can take what they're using to destroy us and use it to uh, um, further... Further yeah. yourself in this yeah. industry, and I'm not gonna fight it. I'm not yeah. fighting free porn. I'm gonna let it happen. Let it happen. Let the whole industry fail. Sure. Let these guys on the top fail, because then that leaves room for real innovators You're that right. are looking change, to do something right. new. Sure, sure. I'm with that. That makes sense to me. Um, let's do this. Let's uh, let's plug let's plug all your social. Uh, let's 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 start to get this this uh, this fan base we talk about. Let's get your numbers up. What? How do they follow you on on the web? Twitter, Snapchat. What are you, what are your things? Um, Instagram. What are your things? My two things that I post on regularly. The most I post on is Twitter. On Twitter, um, I'm Sailor Luna XXX, all one word, all lowercase, uh, no spaces. Oh, now it's one word. When I had to say it, I had yeah. to say it as two separate. Sailor right. Luna XXX <laughs> on Twitter. And then Instagram is probably like my second most popular um, page, and that's Sailor Luna Official. Yeah. Same thing, no spaces, all one word, all lowercase. Um, I do have a Facebook, but um, I had it taken down because, you know, tattletales and everything. Facebook is notoriously unfriendly to this industry. Exactly. Uh, from a censorship standpoint. And what I ran into is on Facebook, even before I did porn, I was Sailor Luna on Facebook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So eventually somebody was like, wait a second, that's not her real name. I'm going to yeah. report that because now Facebook is like, you can't pretend, you know, you got to use right. your legal name. Fictitious, so, right. So I do have my full legal name, not my full full name, but my legal yeah. name on my Facebook. And I do use it conjointly as oh, a personal Facebook. I have a lot of friends and stuff from my hometown, but also um, a lot of fans, international fans on yeah. my well, so Facebook. Um I'm honestly not I don't usually advertise my Facebook. I'm not really positive how you would find it, but I um You brought it up. We don't have to we don't have to plug it if you don't want to. Okay. I probably won't cuz also my name is incredibly hard to spell. Fine, it's very so German. So, so no worries. So so we got so we got the Instagram, we got Instagram the, and Twitter's where it's and at. And then trust the me. Snapchat and your OnlyFans. Do you want to um, focus on? Onlyfans.com yep. forward slash Sailor Luna, all lowercase, all one word again. Um what is my name on Snapchat? My name on Snapchat should be the same as my Twitter, Sailor Luna XXX. Well, while you look that up, I'll plug the other half of the thing, which is uh, we're on iTunes, we're on Google Play. Yep. If you switch, if you went from iPhone to Android, we're on all the platforms. You can find us everywhere. If you found us on one thing, we're on the other. Podbean, all of the places where podcasts are broadcast. We have a video today uh, on YouTube. You can check out the content there. For very fun stuff. You could see us uh, interacting. You could see the, the puppy on the arm. All of the things. Uh, your Snapchat is? Oh, it is. It's Sailor Luna XXX. Sailor Luna XXX. Follow this lady. Uh, very excited to interview someone uh, that I feel is at the same position in this industry as me, uh, where we're just we're just starting and broaching. And, and and I think between the two of us, we both get that uh, we're not stopping here. Where there's there's a, there's a long arc of things that we want to accomplish in this business and in this industry. Uh, so look out for the both of us. Uh, I'm Dan Fergal. I'm a comedian, and uh, and I'm on the road when I can be. So. 
come and see if you can find uh, one of my live shows. Uh, if you like the content, tell me what you think. Uh, we're going to try to bring you good stuff whenever we can. We drop every Sunday. Um, thank you for listening, guys. One more time, thank you to my guest, Taylor Luna. Follow her. Pay for her porn. Bye.